to Common Narrative. I'm Crystal King. You know what we do here. We break down the media's effect on civic engagement and public perception. But more importantly, we go behind the headlines and really talk about those kitchen table issues that you all uh, really are at the center of and that are talking about, frankly, in the street, in your homes, at work, um, and other places, of course. And Today, I'm so excited because we're talking about music and centering music in the conversation for racial justice, for equity, and of course, Black joy. The BAMS, or Boston Art and Music Festival, was founded in 2015 by Catherine Morris and started with just four artists, she tells me, performing in what was normally an outdoor event. And now they work with 400 artists and really had to pivot because of the pandemic, like so many of us have had to. Performances were filmed at Big Night Live Music Club, that's uh, over where the TD Garden is, for a visual streaming experience through August. You know, my interview with Catherine, that'll be later in the show, but first, so pumped, so excited, joining us in conversation are artists Miranda Ray and John Hope. And you can see them this summer in that streaming series as part of the Amplify the Soul series. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? Thank you. <laughs> so I really want to talk about, um, you know, how you all got into music and, and what it brings to you. So I want to start with, I want to go ahead and start with Miranda on that. Uh, Miranda, what really um, brought you to music? What, and what does it do for you? Um, I think I've always been surrounded by music. Um, shout out to my parents. Uh, they're, they're like the main foundation for my musical journey. Um, even my father, like, he's always like showing me music from different cultures, backgrounds. So it's just like, I've always been surrounded by it. Um, I also took lessons for instruments, but like singing has always been like the number one for me. And then um, I kind of got the courage to just, uh, I had an open mic one time to just go up on stage and sing. And then from that point on, I just never stopped singing, so. <laughs> I've already felt this feeling before. That's why I am so unsure. Let me open up for you, baby. Same thing, but it means something. Fall in love and do the same thing. Oh, why do I, why do I, why do, why do I feel the same thing? But the person's different. Fall in love and do the same thing. Oh. It's very important to me. Um, it's definitely music helps me mellow out and you know fix my my mood, whether it was happy or sad. It just you know always can't go wrong with music. <laughs> Absolutely, John. Talk to me about your music journey. Yeah, uh, much like what Miranda said, uh, my mother was a big um, 
a big foundation and a, and a big uh, inspiration and a, um, a vessel for my musical um, for my musical beginnings and my musical journey. Uh, I'm part, um, I'm, Af I'm African, I'm West African from Liberia and Sierra Leone. And so my mom came with a lot of that influence in the household. And, you know, um, ironically, you know, hip hop wasn't really initially um, welcomed, you know, uh, around that time, you know. So my, my introduction was very much like 80s, you know, music, like, like um, you know, Peter Gabriel, um, you know, Billy Ocean, Janet, Michael Jackson, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of that, George Michael, things of that nature. Um, and so, and then it evolved. And I would say um, the thing that I really appreciate about my mother was the diversity in the music. Um, so that really opened me up um, and it really helped me um, even now with, uh, when, you know, when you talk about hip hop culture that tends to be very, we tend to be very um, short-sighted and, you know, ageist, you know, and, and, and so forth. And for me, I didn't really care where the music was coming from, who did it, as long as it was jamming, I'm with it, you know what I mean? And I, I have to thank my mother for that because she just, you know, she really um, showed me the diversity that, that really helped me as a songwriter, as an artist, and just as an overall person, you know? I think, I think, I think playlisting and, and exchange of music is a love language. I'll judge, but you know what I mean? Like you can kind of get an understanding of how someone is, the type of music that they in or whatever. You know what I'm saying? If they're only strictly the 90s, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? They, they, they <laughs> at the time, you know, I kind of get a gauge of, you know, what, you know, the other aspects uh, or, or what other perspectives that you may have. Um, sounds a little bit shallow, but you know, that's just how I am. But you know, it's all rooted in my mother. When you both had to hurt, when you both heard that, you know, the, the festival and this particular series had to pivot because of the pandemic, how did you prepare for what normally I imagine for you all is, you know, a, re, a live performance, there are like, you know, thousands of people there, things like that. 
You want me to go? (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll, we'll keep it that way. Um, Yeah, so I was kind of like, ah, but I already like, you know, it's been 2020, even in 2021. So it's kind of just like the new norm. So I kind of like try to make it into a positive thing because it's like for me, a lot of times when I do live performances, I don't get these quality visuals. So it's like all these yeah you know what i mean (laughs) so it's like all these um virtual things are giving me these quality like basically a portfolio of me so i just you know i was like i've been working with this band megazoid so that's who i performed with um at the amplify soul fest i don't know if it's a fest but (laughs) um yeah so we were practicing we're rehearsing and they were like you know you're only gonna get one take and i was like you know, that sounds like pressure, but it's kind of like when you go do a live show, you only get one take. So, you know what I mean? So I was like, just bring it and whatever comes with it, comes with it. And I knew, I mean, I know that everybody's performance was beautiful because the vibe was just amazing, so. Yeah, so for me, um, I was I was apprehensive initially because, you know, with with these live uh perform live streaming performances um for me the biggest um concern has always been the production value you know and and so because w- once that once that trend started to begin at the at the top of the pandemic you know i was just seeing people perform in a closet in a kitchen you know and and, and the audio is off and whatnot you know what i'm saying so like you can't really hear nothing and the thing um and the reason why i'm so high on that is because as rappers our talent is very subtle you know like i don't have a guitar and 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 so forth and and, and i don't you know i don't really perform with a band i perform with a dj you know what i'm saying so like if my mic is not right then then you're not really gonna hear what I'm gonna have to say, the message and so forth, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it was all about the production value. And once they assured me, you know, that they, they're really, you know, this is an all out production, you know, where it was located and so forth, I was highly encouraged. And then, you know, after that, it was just, you know, smooth sailing, you know, but, you know, initially I was definitely like, hold up, man, you know, you know, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But, but you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I, I, I pushed through. So talk to me about how you prepare for something like this though, because you all, you all usually prepare for live shows. So how do you prepare, prepare for something that's, you know, recorded or streaming? I think for me, preparing for a live stream is, is a little bit different because you have to act like there's someone in front of you. And I had to get used to that. And that's the number one thing that was like really messing with my mind. Like, I know no one noticed, but I did like an MFA uh, live stream and there was like probably 10 people in the room, but there were production. So I was like, cool, maybe they'll like, you know, clap for me. So I'm like doing this big performance and then I'll sing and then it's just like silent. And then I'm like, all right, next song. But it's like, <laughs> but they were being silent because they didn't want to bleed into the audio. So it's like, I had to like, think like, okay, someone's gonna watch this a couple months from now and they're gonna be at their home cheering. So I have to like engage with the camera or engage like, you know, practice like, not even practice, but just like mentally prepare yourself that no one is going to give you the validation that this was a good performance. Like a crowd would 
you get it later when they watch it. So like, that's the only thing that's like messing with my mind a little bit. But I think it also like taught me to be more like present on stage, like giving better of a stage presence. Cause that's something, you know, I, I tried to work on and try to be better at by watching my favorite artists or like getting advice. So that's definitely one thing I had to prepare for. <laughs> Um, I think for me, it, it, you know, it wasn't too much of a, of an issue. I've, I've done it before. You know, I, I think there's a, there's an element of, um, I don't know if acting is the word, but you know what I mean? You have to, you have to act like there's a crowd there that you're getting that, that feedback. And so I was, I was definitely prepared for that, you know, I, and so, um, it wasn't too much of a, of a, of a, of a transition. Only thing was like, just like the 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 additional stuff like you know they were filming you in the dressing room and you know you gotta walk out and take do another take and act like you know things of that nature so you know that was you know I was like man I'm trying to prepare and they were like so can you just jump up and down you know in the you know in the in the in the waiting room and this that and I'm like man you know <laughs> I'm trying to get focused but but outside of that man it was it was cool it wasn't it wasn't too bad so when you're selecting songs for something like this do you change up the way you do things in terms of you know maybe you're going to choose songs that maybe don't need as much audience participation and things like that for my performance i did do something a little bit different um my md marco marcel who's the bass player um he wanted us to do kind of like an award show live performance type thing where the songs just bleed into each other. So that was really cool because it gave me kind of like less talking time, but like, you know, really dope um, a performance set. So it was cool of the transitions because it wasn't like any pausing, like, all right, here's the next, all right, here's the next one. It was just kind of like, you know, we vibe out, I can say whatever I had to say and then we go right into the next group. Who are you? Why'd you come into my life? Knowing that my mind ain't right. Stop saying the right things at the right times. Fixing the wrongs that cross my mind. Contemplating with myself. But I never see you before. I hope you cry before you walk away. Same 
I do. But the person's different, fall in love and do the same thing. So that was kind of cool. It felt kind of like Grammy Award vibes, you know what I'm saying? So, and the big Yo. stage also added to that, you know what I'm saying, John? Yeah, because it was really dope. Oh, like, that's preparation yeah. for your Grammy performance, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was preparation. It was like the, the transitions were so smooth. So I was just like, I'm really excited to see like the finished product. And then like the only thing I saw was like the little preview clip and I'm just like, we look so good. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I want to see it. <laughs> That's what's up. That's yeah, what's you can go. <laughs> um, and no, I mean, you know, I think uh, for me, um, I made sure that I, 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 want, I wanted to have songs that kind of um, were in line and aligned with the message of the, um, of the of, of the show of the of the festival you know what i'm saying so um i did do the talking in between uh the song it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i just wanted to really like it, uh, again i think for me you know as as a rapper you know that i wanted to make sure that the message and what i you know my brand you know what you know the, the John Hope message gets is clearly articulated. And so I wanted to make sure that not only within the songs, but the transition of the songs, the con setting up the context and so forth was um was 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 potent, you know. I was notified when the money talks with a bad thing from the Ivory Coast. Yellow hair with the brown skin, seeing public want my private parts. Tolerate no disrespect. A hundred wolves coming at your neck. You see the splash, peep the drip. The ink is dry. All we need is this. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, Amplify the Soul uses the musical experience to elevate Black and Brown artists and folks who spent the last year or more on the front lines of racial equity, social justice, economic empowerment. I spoke with Catherine Morris in our conversation and she, she said, really, there wasn't a place in Boston where, you know, Black and Brown folks were highlighting their talent. We're showing the community, we're basically showing the country that that there's talent um, in this space and that black and brown folks can celebrate and center even the hardest things, like when we're talking about racial justice over the last year and a half, in joy and in music. When you all are creating, do you think about that or have you thought about that over this last year, given you know the real racial reckoning that this country has had? Yeah, I definitely um, think about that all the time because as a creative, it was really messing with my mental capacity to just create because it was just so negative. And then it's just like, how do you turn something positive like this when it's there is no positive outcome instead of just like, if they just keep tearing you down. So it's just like, how could you bring yourself up in a time where they're trying to bring you down and you just have to remember 
like, you know, if when we all come together, there's a purpose and, you know, um, we definitely saw that with like Amplify Soul, how we just brought all of us together, um, even through a time where, you know, we can't technically be together, but all the creatives, you know, doing what they love. I personally haven't um, created anything in the aspect of talking about the social injustice, but I have done other things like, you know, uh, what's it called, sorry, petitioning. Um, I was a little weary of the protests, so I didn't go, but, you know, I did share them and stuff like that. But it's just, it's just a weird time. And it's just kind of like, you know, I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> nah, nah, don't, 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 you know, don't be sorry. If I may, like, I feel like, you know, mo with what Miranda just shared, you know, it, it's, that's totally fine that you didn't have to speak on the injustices and things of that nature. Like, I just feel like the one of the things that I really appreciate about this, this festival, but um, is that, you know, it's diverse voices within mm -hmm. the black and brown experience and, 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 and musically. Um, I don't really want to be relegated to like just black struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be reduced to also, like, if, if, if Miranda, if, you know, anybody, myself included, is is decides not to, because, you, you know, the thing is, right, like, so I'm, I'm a professor, you know what I'm saying? And so I have, you know, degrees or whatever you want to call it, right? You know, but, but really my lived experience qualifies me, like, it, you know what I'm saying? So I say that to say, like, you know, Miranda, your, it's, your lived experience qualifies you. You don't need to vocalize that like you don't need to you know um you know validate that through your music like you know for, if anything you know talk about black joy talk about whatever we could be ratchet you know what i'm saying like i, I really don't you know right like we 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 need to like get all like remove the burden of like th th those tropes you know what i'm saying now if you want to partake in that and and and, and so forth one thousand percent but i think for me like I ain't really for the whole struggle Olympics, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to, and that's heavy in the in the rap game, and I get it, you know what I mean? But I'm I'm at a place now where the music that I've been creating is just trying to show an, another perspective, you know what I'm saying? And another like, you know, just growth, right? The the culture itself is about to be 50 years old. So like, I want to kind of reflect that to some degree. Like, yo, we don't need it. It doesn't have to be just yo projects on the corner, cops shooting at us, whoop de whoop that is a reality, but that's not that's not the total the totality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it and it doesn't necessarily mean that you know I don't want to curse, but I, I like I'm not trying to like it doesn't mean that I'm selling out or whatever because I'm a project baby. That's a fact. And anybody that follows me know comes from Providence. You know, I'm not from Boston, I'm from Providence. You know people people understand John Hope like they know my story right forced to care all that you know and and i spent a lot of my time in my, in my career talking about those things right and it was therapeutic and it was very warranted but now i'm at a place like yo man you know i i, I got a daughter I, I you know 
I own property. Like, you know, I, I, I do, you know, I'm traveling the world, whatever, you know what I mean? So like, I think for me, it's about like stretching that narrative and I don't need to, because, you know, George Floyd, Brianna, those are the extremes and those are the romanticized versions that we tend to grapple on, right? But what about the microaggressions that I gotta go through every damn day that chip away or at least attempt to at my existence? You know what I'm saying? When I when I teach or when I see students that are in PWIs and they gotta, you know, they gotta worry about like, you know, if my sister wears her hair natural, you know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. Like that shit happens more times than what we're talking about, right? The the, the Floyd and, and the Breonna Taylors and all that stuff. So for me, it's just about like, you know, stretching that narrative, you know, understanding that there are diverse, diverse voices within the black music diaspora, you know what I'm saying? And that's it. Sorry for the rant, but- No, I, no, no, no. I understand it. <laughs> No, I, I definitely thank you for like, you know, validating, <laughs> you know, like what I said, because it's just like, you know, I do talk about like mental health and I do talk about like, you know, look other things because there's other things that matter. And I also think like music in general helped me get through the pandemic, right. not even my music, just like listening to music, right. like, you know what I mean? So there's other ways to express yourself. Yeah. I'm curious though, how do you rise above it? How do you get through the noise? Because we know that every day we were seeing, you know, black and brown people were the headlines of the news, whether they're at a protest or being killed by police. How do you continue to be creative in that space? Uh, continue to, you know, live your truth, you know, John, in that you don't want to always talk about some of this struggle, how do you do that when the media is bombarding folks with this, these messages and images? I just stopped watching. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, I literally stopped yeah, watching. Exactly. Like I, I turned off my social media for a, like a whole month or and a half. And I know like, oh, you're supposed to be like, that's the one thing I don't like being an artist is I have to post every day, but it's like, how am I supposed to post every day? If all I'm seeing in my timeline is like blood, fights riots like i don't want to see that every day so it's yeah. like i had to shut off my phone and i had to stop watching the news because it's like the news is painting this scary narrative of us but then glorifying the other narrative when they riot so it's like yeah. i can't watch i can't watch that it's like you guys are trying to create a war yeah that's what they're doing they're trying to create a war when it's like we know there's a war but it's like you're really instigating it and i just can't watch the instigation anymore so I just cut off my phone. Um, I did write a song during pandemic. I mean, I wrote a couple songs, but this one song that means a lot to me is called Moonlight. And I do talk about like, you know, society, like putting you in this box is giving me anxiety. And it's just like, you know, just finding a place where you're just safe and it's underneath the moonlight for me. I like being on the beach underneath the moonlight. There's no beach in Massachusetts, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is, but there's not really a beach. I used to live in Florida, so I'm talking about a Florida beach yeah, underneath the moonlight with some cheap wine. It's just like some place where you can just be yourself, be calm, and not be judged for your looks. I'm plus size, so 
people judge me on social media all the time and it's just like I just have to delete the comment like I'm not going to leave it there for anybody to see I'm not going to leave it for anybody to judge me it's just like you know I'm this is my page this is I'm just going to be honest like you know so it's just like I, I just try to continue to be honest to continue to be true to myself you know to my music and that's all I can do to be Miranda Ray at the end of the day so just cut it off <laughs> I, think, I think for me, you know, I know who I am, right? I'm very certain about who I am. So I don't really, you know, I don't really look externally, you know? And then, you know, I, I think we're in a place now, the way, mu the way we consume media, um, it, I'm mindful about my consumption. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really believe in mindful consumption. So, you know, I don't, I'm not with the trauma porn and all that, you know what I'm saying? Like again, my lived experience, I know already, right? I, I I was I was beat by police at 12 years old, you know? Like so I don't I don't I know who I am. So I just focus on like what's gonna be an asset and what's gonna nourish me, you know, you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically, you know what I'm saying? So that's really what it is. I just know who I am. Honesty. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that that's so important because I think oftentimes when folks have any type of platform, whether it be music, you know, I'm a journalist, I think that people feel like there you have a responsibility to, you know, speak out on these issues or take a stance or or be a model minority for folks or or any of those kinds of things. Um, you know, it, you all are in the music space. I think it's easy for people to pigeonhole you into R&B or rap or whatever and, and be very like, oh, this is what black people do. And so the black people have to also speak out in the struggle and be that one. How do you all deal with that in the industry, especially the bigger you get? the more expectation you have to be something, to be in a box. I think you just have to make sure you're good first yeah. before you try to go help other people. Like me getting off social media for a whole month just so I don't have to see that kind of stuff doesn't mean I don't care. doesn't mean I'm not gonna support or help the community, but it's like, I can't mentally check in if I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like I have to mentally be okay before I mentally help someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of energy, even if though, and a lot of the one thing about, um, you know, last year was just hard because you can't even go somewhere to like, forget about it. It's just like, you're stuck in your house and you're living in it. So it's just like, there's no escape. There was no escaping any of that energy. So I just feel like, for you to be able to do that kind of stuff in the industry you just have to make sure that you're okay first and then you can you know post it share it but i tried to post like positive things like here's what black people have done throughout our lifetime that's not anything negative like let's talk about what have what have we done that's positive like where's where have we grown how can we grow like anytime i see something about retail it's like i'm all about generational wealth right now like how you said you own property and all that stuff like that's the where we need to be going like we don't need to be backtracking and doing the same things like my parents don't own homes it's like i, I want to be the generation that owns a home like so my kids can learn from that it's like credit scores all that kind of stuff it's like that's the stuff we need to be learning in school but instead we have to learn in the real world it's like how can we educate our community to be better instead of 
bringing us back. So. I, I second that. <laughs> I second all of that. I, um, I think, um, you know, yeah, you just gotta, you have to make sure that you, you good first, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. And, mm -hmm. and like, you know, again, um, I think for me, um, those, those initiatives or that, or that, that expectation, um, my response to that is, you know, just understand that just because it doesn't look like, just because I'm not marching, just because I'm not, you know, doesn't mean that I'm not for the cause or whatever. There are multiple ways, you know, to, to engage in, 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 in social justice and also understand your strengths. You know what I mean? One of the things, one of the reasons why I left higher ed was because, you know, once I got to that a particular level, I saw, it's almost like, I, you know, I saw the way the food was cooked. You know, I saw all these policies and all this other stuff that were directly impacting black and brown students to for early withdrawal and retention rates were so low. And the easy thing is to be like, well, you know, why are the black students dropping out? So, you know, well, you know, let's look at these policies and these, you know, all these things. And and once I realized, you know, how oppressive, you know, a lot of these institutions are, you know, I, I realized that I didn't want to deal in that space. I'm more so, I want to deal directly, you know, on the ground, one-on-one, -on -one. you know, change doesn't necessarily, the change that people want, it, 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 we, a lot of people, we're conditioned to think we want this grandiose, you know, the world is going to change in five minutes, you know what I'm saying? But the world could change through somebody watching this interview, right? You know, planting that seed and things of that nature. So for me, I realized that my strength is really you know, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, uh, uh, um, developing young minds, you know, through, you know, my programs and workshops and, you know, my music and things of that nature. You know, I don't necessarily, I don't need to be, you know, David Banner or Tra Trader Truth, you know, walking and marching. You know, that's good. That's what they do, but this is what I do. I know my tools. I know my resources. I know my strengths. So I think, you know, when you say the word expectation, I just, you know, my response is like, yo, don't, don't expect, you know, don't put that on me because I'm going to do what hope does. You know what I'm saying? And if I fall short, that's just, that's on you. You know, that that's because you thought I was going to do something else. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you both again have performances that are coming up as part of this series that goes through August. Talk to me about what kind of feeling you want folks to have as they experience your music. I want them to vibe out and dance. <laughs> and if they know the words, I want them to sing along. Yeah. And I want them to be like, ooh, she's really amplifying soul. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, I love R&B, I love neo soul, I love live music, even if it's not live i love bands like instrumentation so it's just like just to see everybody's talent on the stage even if i hit a flat note hopefully i didn't but you know <laughs> but it's like you know i want you to be like dang she really felt that flat note so it's just like all of that is just like what i hope is embodied in the performance and i'm excited to see i saw my little clip 
in the preview, like I said, and I was like, oh, she's so cute. So I was like, okay, I'm really excited for the outcome. I think I saw you too. Were you wearing the yellow sweater? I'm wearing the yellow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I yeah. saw you too. And I was like, okay, we've got a rapper and it's cool because it's like, you got a rapper, you yes. got Spanish singers, you got yeah. a singer rapper. So it's like, the sh and you got like Brandy Blaze, a female rapper. So it's just like, there's so many different aspects of, you know, black and brown music that's just like, I'm excited to see everybody's. And I think last night it started with Danny. So it's like, you know, it's already kicked off. So I'm excited for, mine's on the 25th. So I'm excited to see that one. So yeah. yeah. I, think, I think I'm in July. I think I'm in July. You're in July. See, I like, I like I, we have to like anticipate and wait the whole summer. Yeah, yeah right. You know? I'm like, <laughs> you, well, the whole schedule is on, on bamsfest.org. So, you know, for folks who are listening and want to know exactly when to see, you know, Miranda's performance and John's performance, you know, make sure you go and check that out. Uh, just tune in and just tune in on every Friday. Every Friday, oh, every Friday at eight, at eight o'clock. Yeah, That's every Friday at eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think what I want people to get is is that THS, you know, that's that's like my my mantra, right? That hope shit, you know what I'm saying? Like like I want people to be inspired to, you know, when they when they see my performance, I want you to the biggest takeaway is to be inspired to improve your quality of life, you know? You know, that's that's just really what it is, you know, THS, you know? That's it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Miranda Ray and John Hope, thank you so much for taking some time with us. We're really excited to see your performances, to follow your work. And, and you know, it was my honor to be able to have this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, like I said earlier this week, I caught up with BAM's founder, uh, Catherine Morris, and the opener of the Amplify the Soul series, Danny Rivera Jr. And here's my conversation with them. I founded it in 2015 at a time where I felt like I didn't see uh, programs or large scale events that really represented and amplified uh, Black culture, identity, um, and talent and heritage and culture. And so I wanted to create something uh, that would live beyond me and give current and future generations the opportunity to hone in on their crafts, to build with their community and to grow their creativity and their business side of things. If I'm a part of this nation, so full and free. It is here. Music is here. We don't have to leave to go to another state. We don't have to go to Atlanta. We don't have to go and move to LA. Boston is where it's at. Um, you know, given the decrease of cultural events, mega events in our city, we're one of the last few fighting to ensure that local artists, Black communities, um, businesses have the opportunity to recover, still have the opportunity to rejoice uh, and be in unity with, with each other, and still work on continuously shaping the identity and culture um, and communities of Boston. We are at the beginning of that ride. And our platform, our festival particularly, helps to shape that narrative that one, black and brown people do live here, that we do have a bustling arts, culture and music scene, that there are smart business, small businesses here that offer all the cultural elements that anyone that is, that is coming to the city has to offer. And that this is how we deliver 
Boston style, uh, the, the, the emphasis on what it means to be from Boston. But it's memorable content that you can take with you, right? If you want to brag about, well, Boston has this, you can show them that video several times over and, and encourage people to comment and, be, and, and leave their feedback or, or leave positivity. Um, for me personally, I just want folks to re recognize that joy is possible and that looking internally and allowing music to penetrate your soul it is the gift that we're giving to everybody with this content. It is possible for us to live in a just system where everyone is filled with joy and there are opportunities available to all of us. It's possible. What do we need? I'd like to thank all of my guests for this very special show highlighting the BAMS Fest Amplify the Soul series that already begun on Friday and continues through August. This is Common Narrative. Follow us on all our social media sites, commonnarrative.media, Narrative Common on Twitter, and of course, our Facebook and Instagram at Common Narrative. I'm Crystal Haynes. And remember, knowledge is power and power is change. We'll see you next time. And by the way, again, 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 Go to bamsfest.org to check out the entire series every Friday night at 8 p.m. We'll see y'all next time. Where we can